0: Hi guys, how are you? This is Break Up Like a Boss here, a podcast designed for you to break up like a boss. If you have not heard my podcast before, um, we don't talk about just uh, relationship breakups. We talk about the breakups within yourself that go on when you go through a breakup. It can be like a breakup with a friendship, with a guy, with a girl, uh, with your family, with your culture, with your religion, whatever it is that you need to kill inside to actually have a breakthrough and improve your life—that's what I want to talk about. Uh, if you have not heard my podcast before, prior to this episode, we talked a little bit about um, how do you quarantine the cabals. And I've been really obsessed lately, especially this past few weeks, researching and really learning about communication style. Style. So um, to improve your relationships, you need to be able to communicate well right so the episode today is ask questions like a boss because um, the quality of your life depends on the quality of your questions you know um, Tony Robbins says that life is like a jeopardy because the better questions you the, the better questions better quality questions you ask the better life and quality of life you are going to have how many of you would love to be able to communicate like a boss in order to do that in my opinion the root is really being curious, one particular um, attribute the most successful happy people have is that they have a hunger for learning something new all the time. So now that we're quarantining together, this is the perfect time for us to learn something new. Today I want to talk about asking questions like a ball from a curiosity perspective. Because if you think about it and you're still curious, every day you're going to try to learn something new. and. If you apply this to your daily life, you realize that you can learn something new from everybody and the way we communicate is going to be very important because it's going to create um, healthier bonds and stronger bonds and this is going to also improve our life in the sense that as humans, we need to, like we're social creatures and we need to um, really create these bonds in order to be happy and fulfilled because everybody that has been, um, you know, asked if they have uh, happiness in their life and they feel fulfilled and they feel love and abundance, they all say that uh, this is really closely correlated with the amount of good relationships, good bonds, good friendships they have in their life. So let's talk about curiosity for a second. Um, stay curious is something so powerful. It has really made me uh, the person that i am today because i learned how to ask questions at a very young age they say you have to ask the why of something seven times in order to actually get the real answer and when you hear something and something sparks like a question in your brain, you should really stay curious and learn a little bit more about that. You know, right now, for example, with the coronavirus going on, everybody is just spreading a ton of news left and right. You don't know what's true. You don't know what's a lie. You don't know what's make believe or fake news. And I've been seeing this a lot lately, especially when you spread news on social media. Um, and the way it works is that sometimes they come up with a meme or a video that is very like tragic and people are addicted to pain remember it um as i mentioned also in one of my prior episodes so this sells you know showing how humans are going through difficult times or you know stressful situations sells because that's when people really feel like at home and like the the in a comfortable space because that's what they are used to our brain is used to that problems and that so in that in that note I want to talk about um when you ask questions when you first meet somebody how do you ask questions to them it's very important to create these bonds and this vulnerability to create community so for example when you first meet somebody um we are used, especially here in the Western culture, we are used to staying in the surface, being super nice, super polite, maybe knowing about their jobs or, you know, who they're married to or what school they went to. But we don't really ask the um, true deep questions, you know, such as, hey, like, who are you? You know, like, what makes you happy? What's your purpose? What are the intentions for like this meeting or you know, your life or your job, for the work that you do? It's very important to know where people come from and the intentions that they have in their life, what makes them tick. And this is going to be super important, not just in your loving relationships uh, with a partner, it's going to be super important in your everyday life, especially if you conduct business. It's very important that you understand where the people that you're doing business come from as much as the person that you are in a romantic relationship with for example if you're trying to do business in a place like Miami that is very very international you want to know how um, the people grew up and like the way they feel about money and the way they are used to conducting business so it's very important for you to understand um, you know almost like a subconscious level what is going on in that person's mind um, so when I talk about curiosity and the questions that people ask when you first meet them, have you ever um, wonder if the person is actually interested in you? How many people are actually good listeners? I always tell people you have two ears to listen and one mouth to talk for a reason. So you should be really listening to people double the amount that you are talking to them. But be like um, curious in a very intentional and purposeful way. You know, you want to get to know that person at a deeper level because in order for you to have a true friendship, you need to be able to open up with that person and be vulnerable because if you're not vulnerable together, if you, sh- if you don't share a hardship together, um, tough moments together, not just you know the fun and the happiness, then true friendships and true bonds are not built because in this vulnerable space is where we build a safe space in between the two people that are sharing the experience together or three people that are sharing the experience together. For example, has it ever happened to you that uh, the group of friends that you travel with, you feel a little bit, not a little, much more attached to in in an intenser level than the people that you didn't share these experiences with why because when you are traveling together you have to really come up with solutions for a lot of things logistics for a lot of things planning and you really have to communicate in order for the group to vibe and in order for the vacation or the trip to be successful right so the same um technique should be applied really to the bonds and friendships that you have so if um you're looking to really invest time into somebody, I really uh, recommend you to ask all the right questions to see if it's the right fit for your friendship or for your business partner or for your loving partner because staying curious is going to really guarantee that you continue to learn something new every day about people, about yourself, about your feelings, about what makes you tick as well. Doing this homework in a consistent basis is going to also help you to learn about how you feel about certain things, how you feel about certain people, how you will react in a certain, I don't know, like different environment or cultural uh, interaction. So staying curious is basically the root of asking questions like a boss. And staying curious is also going to allow you to communicate better to create deeper bonds, okay? So now I want to talk a little bit about um, what happens when... You first start doing this in a repetitive basis. Remember, in order to create a habit, um, especially of positive behavior that you're not used to, because you know perhaps in your family growing up you didn't use this communication style. And you were probably taught as a a child to have your feelings, that you were not, you know, strong if you open up or you cry and you really describe how your soul feels. In order to break up like a boss with that behavior, you need to create a new pattern, a new habit. And the best way to create that is through repetition. So I'm going to read you something that I um, read again in the book that I've been studying, Getting the Love You Want because I think it's a genius as far as communication, I understand why so many uh, couple therapists and sex therapists utilize this uh, Imago system, because it makes sense, I've been practicing lately, and let me tell you, it's going to bring magic to your life, okay, so why is a simple exercise so effective, remember when I talked about mirroring uh, validating and affirmation right so the obvious reason is that through daily repetition of a positive positive uh, of positive behaviors your old brain begins to perceive your partner as someone who nurtures you now this is very important because if you feel nurtured you feel safe to open up into vulnerability and remember when you are vulnerable when you share those feelings with the other person in a safe space that's when you create strength not just for yourself but also in the bond for that relationship. Very, very important. So it follows like this. Painful memories are overlaid with positive affirmations and your partner is no longer categorized on a bringer of the debt, but as a wellspring of life. How funny is that, that sometimes our subconscious brain shuts off because our partner doesn't have the communication style that we will open up to. And wouldn't you want to be able to communicate flawlessly what you want to the masses or to one specific person and to really be able to influence that person because you are talking in the same language that they can understand how magical is that because if you have a really great message but nobody's like open to listen to you then that information gets lost That's why I'm obsessed with becoming a better communicator, because I really want to be able to transfer all the information that helped me throughout my breakup and my transition and my transformation in this past year. I really want to communicate that in a very effective way. That's why I try to make it fun. That's why I try try to make it um, lighter and, you know, um, a little bit entertaining in the sense that I think... If you um, remember things because you had a really great time, but this um, information was very powerful and important, so be it. You know, I feel that maybe like that's the path that works um, to communicate these very serious topics that are gonna change your life. Um, this opens the way for intimacy, and I love intimacy because if you have an intimate, safe place, safe place, I think that is the place where you really grow as a person this is why I think people that are in intimate committed relationships are more fulfilled and happy if they're being true to their parents and true to themselves because you know sometimes it's like oh you know like I'm not sure if I'm good for a relationship and you know I prefer to go on many dates and go out and you know keep on exploring and that's all good if you know the right intentions if you have the right intentions and you're doing it with a purpose right the purpose of exploring yourself, but you're going to disclaim that to the people that you are coming in contact with, right? So if you do it in the right way, it's fine, but I just don't think that having superficial relationships are going to allow you to really open up to yourself. Because having that intimate bond with somebody else, it's really what is going to make you heal. Because if you say a problem to yourself or to the heir or to a therapist, it's a completely different healing process than actually telling it to somebody that loves you and that is going to nurture you and that understands you. Because remember, now they, we're talking about a relationship, we're talking about an intimate relationship that is healthy, that is a relationship of love. And abundance and happiness, not a relationship where you go in to get, but instead to give. And if you can give a supporting shoulder or, you know, two ears to really pay attention and listen to what your partner has to say, then that is going to create a much stronger bond. If you um, can create a stronger bond, you're going to learn how to date better. If we date better, we are going to marry better. If we marry better, we're going to... Um, parents better. If we parent better, we, com- we create a community that is better and society as a whole improves. So communication, staying curious, I think is really the root of creating stronger bonds and a stronger bonds is what really creates a happier life, in my opinion, and a happier life for you and your family at home really creates a happier society, right? Because we are the nucleus and the column that really makes society uh, shake right. So, I'm gonna continue to read something else here for you from the same book. The same way negativity springs forth anxiety and activates defenses, positivity creates safety and relaxes defenses. The original rupture begins to heal. Daily connection, daily connecting interactions that are affirming on a chemical level replace cortisol, the stress chemical, with endorphins, the pleasure chemical. Now, I'm giving you here the scientific um, background of why I think it's so important to repeat positive communication patterns and styles in all of your relationships, not just in your loving relationships with an intimate partner. In all of your relationships, this should be applied, especially with the daily repetition, because now we know that involving like positive behavior and interactions and affirmations on a daily basis in your brain this is going to sink in and it's going to create a chemical reaction replacing the cortisol which is a stress chemical you know the one that makes you close off makes you anxious and makes your defenses up, maybe even makes you aggressive it's going to be replaced by the happy hormone how cool is that how awesome is to understand how your brain works when you're actually communicating out of love right i think that's something very powerful um and It brings me to my next topic, which I found this word while I was um, researching a little bit deeper in the MAGO training, which is, you know, like the best way to communicate for couples when they're going through hardship. Um, It's a very positive way to communicate if you want to utilize it forever in your daily life, right? For everybody, basically. So the need to unconditionally be gifted comes straight from our childhood. When we were infants, love came without price tags. How interesting is that? That's why I said you need to go into a relationship in a loving in a loving way to give and not to get because you know how, like, when we're little, we get everything, like, unconditional love from our parents and attention and milk and diapers. And whatever it is, we get unconditional without having a price tag. So it's not like you do this for me and I do this for you and then it's a tick-for-tack operation. I think it's very powerful that you understand that in our brain, what's really... Um, into our subconscious written down there since our childhood is to get unconditional love like when we were babies. That's why a lot of the really master communicators talk about how you should really treat your partner as a baby and give him always the benefit of the doubt, unconditional love and attention because that is what's really ingrained in the way we communicate with our parents and caregivers as children. And that is what we want to replicate in, a, um, I think, loving, healthy relationships. So we feel safe to open up. So um, there's something else that I read that I think is really cool. Now, by the way, I'm quoting here the book by Harvey Hendricks and Helen Kelly Hunt, um, a couple that wrote this book first in the 80s, Getting the Love You Want. If you have not uh, read it and you want to really improve your communication, not just with your partners, but in As a whole, I think it's a must-read book before you even jump into a relationship. I wish I would have had this book years ago. I think it would have made a huge, huge difference in my life. Um, So, his workbook. So, by caring behaviors, exercise. The same way that you exercise your body, basically, right? Circumvents the problem of um, do unto others as they will have you do unto them, Right? I think we need to take it up a notch. It's not like doing as much for the other person as they're going to do for you or as you wish to be done with you. I think it's going above and beyond what you think that person deserves because a lot of times we are the first ones to criticize and to say, hey, you know, like, I'm not getting what I want. This is what you're failing me for. But how many times are we proactive and creative about really giving what the other person wants and needs. Because remember, a lot of times the other person in front of you, in their relationship with you, does not even know that they might need to do some self-work. So if you come into somebody's life to improve them, right, or to help them really be the best version of themselves, then sometimes you have to give them a little push and you have to show them that... Um, that little thing they're missing, or, you know, improving together as a couple, or learning something new, and I think communication is uh, a basic one, right, and if you know how to communicate with your partner better, they're going to be more open to change, and to transform, and to grow with you, right, so this turns the random caring behaviors into target behaviors, behaviors that are designed to satisfy, to satisfy the partner unique desires that's what I'm saying like sometimes your partner would not even know what they need and you as an expectator from or an outsider sometimes you're able to acknowledge and identify that before them and it's your job as your loving 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 partner that you help them to maybe achieve that next level of self-awareness and self um, um, you know like uh, openness that they need to go through in order to grow Right? When couples regularly give each other these target behaviors, they not only improve the superficial climate of their relationship, they also begin to heal the earlier childhood experiences. Right? So it's very important that we understand, and this is why I think the baby approach to treat your partner as a baby is so efficient. Is because if you give your partner the benefit of the doubt and um, that you treat them like a baby, you know you are nurturing them to grow into your arms and to grow into the best version they could be, right? So when we talk about all of these target behaviors, it's really different from couple to couple because obviously we all grew up differently. So if you stay curious and ask the right questions, then you're going to find out exactly where your partner came from and what is missing in those, what was was missing in those relationships when they were children that you could heal in their relationship now together right so that's why being curious about your partner's background childhood how like how did they grow up uh, as far as their siblings are they closer to mom or dad did they now have a father figure or a mother was there um, some sort of trauma as far as alcoholism or abuse there's so many things that you need to stay curious about because asking this questions is a good exercise for your partner also because a lot of times we don't want to ask these questions like I said in some cultures and especially if you're a guy you're taught since very young and little not to express your feelings and not to show your emotions because that's going to make you weak Um, and in the opposite I think if you create a safe space where you can become vulnerable and explore all this you know um, childhood trauma or you know processes that you need to change in order to be a better you then the way to get to the bottom of it is really asking all the right questions and then i cannot stress enough what i said before you have to ask typically seven times a why to something to really get to the true core reality and um factual you know information from that question um So now finally, I'm going to tell you about the word that I found so fascinating and that I really want to develop in the next segment. It talks about that by repeating these consistent patterns of healthy communication, Then what happens is that at one point, you're going to do it a second nature, you know, once you make it into a habit and you're going to go from merely conversing with somebody to communing with somebody. And I had to really search this word because I know communing from a religious uh, perspective, but I wanted to see actually in the dictionary what they come up with. And the definition by the dictionary is being able to open up and share feelings, um, And about or or like details of who you are in a very intimate, safe space, almost like when you commune with God. Communing means that you can share your deepest fears, feelings, and information about who you are in such a sacred, safe space as if you were saying it to God in the church, to a priest, for example. So that's how you have to feel about talking to your partner, communicating with your partner should not just be a conversation, should be an act of communion, because this intimate space is what really going to allow you to create a deeper bond, stronger relationships, and in the end of the day, that's what brings meaning to your life, and this is what brings happiness to your life, and this is what makes life fulfill. right, so stay tuned for the next segment, I'm going to be talking about Um, a little bit more about this very important word of communion and um, asking questions like a boss just got started so hope you're enjoying it and see you in the next segment hi guys how are you break up like a boss here i really hope you enjoyed the segment before um, that um, talks about like asking questions like a boss, and the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions, and that's where good communication comes from, and good communication brings you stronger bonds. So now I want to talk about about the word communion because I'm fascinated by that whole idea of having an intimate conversation with a loving partner should be really more a communion than just merely conversing, right? At a superficial level. So I went and looked it up um, online and communion says the sharing or exchange of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when this change is on a mental or spiritual level, right? And then I went a little bit more about, um, what is communion in a religious, um, uh, sense right and it says according to the bible christians partake of holy communion in remembrance of the body of and blood of jesus that was broken and poor at the cross taking holy communion does not only remind us of his suffering but also shows us the amount of love that jesus had for us how powerful is that right so i think the root of this word or i mean what i'm interpreting and reading now and what it's trying to tell me Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, obviously. What it's trying to tell me is that it's not just, you know, that in order for you to come into this beautiful place of love and being willing and able to give your life, basically, um, for somebody else, is an act of um, huge spiritual closeness and it's an act of, like, huge mental... um, openness right openness right so it when you look at it from this perspective of how christianity looks at it and how jesus was like uh you know broken on the cross and he was willing to give his life for us and uh remind us that the suffering right is just of a, a proof that jesus loved us right now staying away from this whole religious perspective you can interpret something very similar if you utilize communion as communication especially in your intimate relationship because you should be willing to die for that person right you should be willing to really um, show love in a way that brings more power and strength to your relationship and the way you do that is by being vulnerable just like as Jesus was vulnerable and he suffered for us to show us love that's how you have to talk about. think about how communication can do the same thing for you in your relationship. Because when you stay curious and you are constantly trying to find out what the other person feels and is inside of their minds and their hearts and their soul, you create a spiritual bond. And this spiritual bond is really what is going to create communion. Now, communing um, with your partner is going to reinforce, as I read in the last segment, reinforce in your brain the um, the healing process and the bonding process that you had as a child. It's very important for you to find out how your partner learned to love and show love in his childhood because this is going to really help you um, communicate better and work and do the, do the work together to grow in this intimate partnership where you feel safe enough to be vulnerable and where you can create strength together, right? And like I said, it's very important that we create healthy relationships because this is what brings meaning and purpose to our lives, but it's also what creates a better society. Because if you have happier marriages, you tend to parent better, and even though you wanna have kids. And happier families bring a happier, more fulfilled environment in your community and your community, society, society is the world, the universe, and that's what we all want, right? In the end of the day, we want to be happy. We want to live in a um, healthy, meaningful, loving environment. And I always say, you cannot give what you don't have. If your love, if your happiness, if your abundance, that's all you're gonna be able to give because that's who you are. And isn't so cool? To be able to say that I'm so abundant in my own life, I'm so happy, I am so loving, that's all I'm able to give. When you get to this almost like nirvana, like magical place, whatever you want to call it, then you really feel that you can make a shift and a change in somebody else's life. Because if you are your Zen, are your peace state, are your peak state, are your most peaceful state, and your loving state, then that's all you're going to be able to give. And imagine, like, if that's all you're going to duplicate or triplicate or like do give it to whoever you come in contact with that's what is going to maybe improve the other person or maybe you're going to just create a difference in their life at that moment but it's very important that what comes out of you is magical and positive because this positive behavior is really what's going to create healthier habits in the long run okay so How do we feel about communing and asking questions like a boss? Your questions should be purposeful, right? And I'm going to read you the definition of curiosity also in the dictionary. It says a strong desire to know and learn something, right? Um, It doesn't have to be um, just something in the sense that um, about, you know, learning like a skill, which is also very important. But I think what really brings you strength is the curiosity on somebody else's needs, feelings, backgrounds about who they are and what makes them tick. So now that we know how to ask questions like a boss, I really want you to maybe practice this on a continuous basis because, like I said, having this consistency in positive behavior creates in our, at a chemical level in our brain Happy hormone, and like I said, the happy hormone is what's going to bring um, more happiness into your life, and you're going to help other people do the same. And this is why I am obsessed with communication because I want to be able to communicate all the information that I research for myself, for my own healing process, from through my own breakup, for you to have a breakthrough as well. Because I want to be entertaining enough that you can listen to my podcast for a few minutes and learn something new on your way to work, right? Especially. Um, well not now that you're quarantining hopefully and you're staying home right so um I came up with uh, I, I came up also with something very interesting it's the fear of pleasure right why are we so stuck in the fear of pleasure when you ask your partner how did they grow up and like you learn perhaps what were they punished for or if they were missing something in their life then you want to create and recreate and fix in this um these issues from childhood into your current relationship with them because remember if you're an extension of the parent of the childhood then you treat this person like a baby then I think they're going to be more open to change and to transform and to improve together with you right Um, so here it says that um, when we have some limiting beliefs and depending on how we were punished when we have pleasurable experiences or we were enjoying pleasure as children is going to really change the way we deal with pleasure and or like make us fear pleasure in this sense as adults. So in the book, again I'm quoting the same book, we need the love you want, as these limits were imposed to us sometimes in punitive ways, we began to make an unlikely association between pleasure and pain. If we experience certain kinds of pleasure, or perhaps a high degree of pleasure. If we were ignored or reprimanded or punished by our parents, right? On a subconscious level, this negative stimulus triggered the fear of death, right? And now we're talking at a chemical level um, in a neuroscience level, right? So eventually, we limit our own pleasure so that we could reduce our anxiety. We learned that to be fully alive was dangerous. That's why I always tell people, do the things that spark joy in your life and a lot of people think I'm very childish because I love to dress up and I love to really enjoy life and throw a good party and maybe have too much fun sometimes but I want to really cure all my childhood traumas like this because I grew up you know in an environment where I had to be serious and I had to grow up super fast and I had to be responsible and I had to do what I was supposed to do you know what my society what my culture what my religion what my family told me that I was supposed to do in order to be successful, in order to be a complete human, um, and now that I'm doing all the self-work to, to have my own breakthrough, right, in my own life, then I understand that I want to celebrate all that childhood um, joy and fun that I didn't get to have, you know, because maybe that was not in my cards back then, in my childhood, so I want to recuperate all of those experiences and relive them now. Because I can. Guess what? You can too. You can wake up tomorrow and analyze yourself and decide. Okay, what traumas do I have since childhood? How can I improve myself? And how can I utilize better communication skills to help my partner do the same thing? And your friends, your family, you can help people change in a positive way. You know, even your parents, um, or your community, or your sister, your brother, or your friends. I try to improve um, in. I don't know communicate something new and useful to people all the time and sometimes my family is not open to it because you know they're a little more traditional but you know what eventually i think if you are in loving relationships, they want to see you happy and whatever that means to you you need to do it but in order to know that you have to ask all the right questions so stay curious about yourself about who you are and what's your purpose in life. And still curious about that beautiful person that you're sharing your time with, your intimate time with. Um, You're sharing your body together, your body fluids, your bed, your food, showers together. So why not share this intimate, beautiful, safe space where you can ask each other anything and this becomes the healing process that we all need in order to be fulfilled and happy humans. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I have so many great things coming for you. And the next one, I'm probably going to talk about um, something else that I bump into while I was researching this topic. But um, asking questions like a boss is definitely a good a starting point. And like I said, communication is everything. And I would love your feedback. So check out my website, um, www.breakuplikeaboss.com, or drop me a comment on Instagram and tell me how you feel and give me some feedback because all I want is for you to get really really juicy information that I have prepared for you in my own time and I really love doing it because it has helped me so much and I think it's very important that you learn something new as well okay stay tuned and see you in the next episode and break up like a boss and remember that breakthrough is whatever means for you and to you what makes you happy what makes you tick okay um see you soon take care